0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, our loyal listeners. My name is Ryan Ross, and I am here with Caitlin Kirby. We are our health and fitness specialists with Aquila. So some of you may know us already. Some of you may not. I guess one of the purposes of this first episode that we're doing together is to help you to get to know us. We'll um, go over a few uh, background information For ourselves this episode and kind of what we've been doing during our time working from home and we'll actually have a few guest members come on to this episode of the podcast so definitely want to stay tuned for that to see who we bring on some people you may know or may not but it'll Mm -hmm. definitely be nice to hear a perspective from us as the specialist and um, just other members who are a part of the fitness
1: center community um, well, Ryan, you've been with the fitness staff for a little over a year now. Um, yep. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about your background in fitness, kind of what got you into pursuing a career in fitness and health. Um, just any fun stories that you might have.
0: Absolutely. I got my undergraduate degree uh, in kinesiology from the University of Maryland. So initially, the plan was to pursue a job in rehab and physical therapy um but as i started to go through the program and i learned some more public health side of the field and how there was such a demand for like just fitness and personal training and and um you know the lack of exercise that's kind of going on you know in the US i really got interested in the fitness side of things so after I graduated, I decided, hey, let me get my personal training certification and try to tackle that battle head on, you know, fight the uh, battle of obesity in, in, um, in America. Because as we know, you know, it's it can lead to some pretty, pretty ugly conditions. So that is how I got into the field. And like you said, a year into this role, and it has been an excellent opportunity and job for me being able to, you know, work closely with, you know, our members here at the FDIC and kind of, you know, train, train my clients, get a good client base. I have no complaints at all. So it's, that's kind of, yeah,
1: That's good to hear. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) So Caitlin, how did you get interested in the fitness uh, world? Tell us a little Um, bit about your background.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in a family. I was one of four kids and all of us were, just very active. Um, my parents kind of made it a point that we did something physically active throughout the whole year and it wasn't necessarily like an organized team sport. We definitely did some of those, but we were definitely those kids that were out until dark until we were like forced to come inside. So um, having, nice. it was nice kind of like growing up with um, siblings, friends, um, but just having that love for being active and being out and doing stuff as much as I like enjoy staying inside and reading kind of deal. But it, it's, it was definitely something that was ingrained. And that grew into like high school, like actual like three season sports, just kind of doing something all the time. <laughs> so um grew up doing like volleyball, soccer and swimming. Um, and then into college, I kind of realized that I didn't really have my own routine in terms of like a true, traditional exercise routine. So even though like I had done um, like conditioning workouts with my team in our gym at school, um, I didn't really ha- know where to start. Of like if I if I was going to go to the gym on my own, I didn't really know what to do. Right. Um, but I was in the process of majoring in kinesiology. I just really liked, you know, how the body works in, in not just biologically speaking, but also in terms of, you know, like how it applies to physics and just the mechanics of the body, and I thought was really interesting. So kind of between those two interests, I ended up finding a group of friends that were very like fitness oriented. So they ended up teaching me a bunch about, you know, how to create workouts. So that just kind of sparked my interest and in changing my focus from what was at that time, kind of like a pre-nursing, pre-med, pre-physical therapy, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to, you know, work with people and um, improving their health, um, working with people that are already motivated to improve themselves. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and that's, and that can and obviously manifest itself in a bunch of different ways where, you know, we, we work with people here that are, you know, fresh out of college and they want to stay athletic and they want to do a lot of fun, like power <laughs> jumping around and moving around. But, um, and then even to the other edge of, you know, we get clients in that are, you know, like middle-aged or retired that, you know, can't touch their toes or they're having pain throughout the day. That's kind of inhibiting their mm-hmm. quality of life. So I think um, working with people that recognize that they are um, in a place where they want to improve, whether that's, you know, they're they're starting to just notice different stuff that, you know, is wasn't the same as when they were younger, or if they're trying to maintain where they are at a very young age, they don't get to a certain point. I think it's been really, really interesting, really helpful. And I've been, enjoyed kind of all aspects of that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're very similar in that regard. I love it. Right. So now we know that what we're both, uh, how we got into fitness. Now we can talk a little bit more about, you know, our fitness routines and, you know, what you kind of do on a day-to-day for a workout. So, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about that routine when you're exercising or trying to get some physical activity in.
1: Yeah. So I definitely love lifting weights. Um, not a runner. (laughs) I do not enjoy it. So I would much rather kind of incorporate cardio into like a weightlifting routine. So whether it's just kind of reducing rest in between or lifting lighter weights for more reps kind of deal, I definitely enjoy more lifting weights. Um, but I actually kind of got into spinning over the last few years. Um, yeah, so we, uh, obviously we offer spin classes at um or at least while we were on site um and they needed an instructor and I'd taken spin classes here and there but um, the opportunity to get my spinning certification and started teaching at the fitness center a couple times a week and kind of really enjoyed it that's something I definitely missed: is not being able to teach everyone and um see all the members faces during class but it's something that I really enjoy so that
0: face-to-face interaction definitely missing it (laughs) But that's awesome. So you got into a little bit about um, how you teach spin. What about while we're doing the virtual training, any classes that you teach now that may align with some of those routines that we talked about?
1: Yeah. So I teach the Tuesday afternoon midday meltdown class, and that's Mm -hmm. Tuesdays at 1245 into 115. So it's a really quick 30-minute class. Um, It does kind of incorporate some of the methods that I enjoy on my personal level where Mm -hmm. we kind of start out with um, more strength-based exercises. So even though it's a class you can do, just body weight, there's definitely options where you can include like a band or um, some weights if you have them to incorporate and just kind of make it a little bit more intense. So I usually try to start out my workouts with some lifting, and then we move into high-intensity interval training, so things that are kind of get you jumping around and get your heart rate up kind of finishing up with core. So that's kind of how that class is structured. And it's it's actually kind of how I structure some of my own workouts where I start out with more like the methodical strength-based activities. And then I right. get my heart rate up a little bit more with something high intensity and then kind of a cooling down process, which involves like stretching or core or anything like that. So I do kind of model it after how I work yeah, out. Yeah, seems um, like yeah,
0: definitely yeah. tackling it, how, how you would tackle your own workout and you getting... Right. Hitting all those areas, the strength, the cardio, the stretching, the core, all in one workout. Right. So that's awesome. Everybody go check out uh, the Midday Meltdown class, Tuesdays at 1245.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that even though uh, I may structure the class after how I might structure some of my own workouts, that it's always important to offer modifications. So um, definitely kind of making it a class that everyone can take, regardless of their background, of in Or exercise and fitness, um, or if they have any injuries, or if they're looking for something that's a little bit lower impact, it's not something that you have to kind of jump around all the time. So there's definitely it's a class that it's it can be tough, but it's as it's as tough as you make it. So really exactly. anyone can take it. So
0: yeah. any yeah, and that's the main takeaway. Anyone can take it, whether you're you know a little older, a little younger, you have a previous injury or not. There's a modification or there's a way where you can take the class and still get something out of it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Ryan? What are some of your favorite routines and methods that you enjoy? And maybe how how do you incorporate it into your classes that you teach?
0: Definitely very similar. You know, I, and it's funny, like growing up playing basketball, I was always getting the cardio in, running up and down the court. But again, once, you know, you go off to college and you got to get that cardio in, or even after college, you know, trying to get the cardio in, It's hard and no one, a lot of people don't really enjoy running. Um, It's not something that most people like. And I, um, I'm the same, but I kind of forced myself and we'll probably get into this a little bit later with, you know, how I, what I've gotten into more recently, but I would say I kind of forced myself to start running as of, you know, mid last year. Uh, it's always a good way to get my routine going as a warm-up even. Try to jog, you know, a mile or two. But before I got into that, definitely strength training, weightlifting. That was the big thing. Started in college. As I, said, as I got more interested in, you know, fitness and personal training, I wanted to learn more about the science of it and actually get certified. And that just kind of helped my own workouts um, go to the next level. Yeah,
2: so. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So for me, I kind of split it like a split system where I'll do maybe legs one day, but then do like a a chest and back workout or just by the muscle group. That's kind of the routine that I will go for. Um, And then, you know, add in some core days as well. But uh, yeah, like I said, now adding in, trying to add in the running when I can. Waiting until the weather gets better, of <laughs> course, so yep. I can really pick it back up. Not gonna lie, but um, yeah, once once the spring hits, I'm getting back on the trails to try to get um, some runs in, and then come in come in the house, and I have some weights at home, so that's kind of that's awesome. kind of my routine.
1: Yeah. Um, well, what about like during this time where we've been working remotely and we may not have the the fitness center equipment that we've used, used to have mm-hmm. in the past? How have you been? Obviously, you said you've been running a little bit during COVID. Um, yes. What have you been doing kind of during the winter months when it hasn't been as great out to go running? It's
0: what- really getting more used to and comfortable with the in-home workouts, um, so like you explained how you teach your midday meltdown class. I also teach a body weight boot camp class for anyone who's interested. That is mm-hmm. uh, Thursdays Thursdays at 12 to 1245. We do a 15 minute uh, core section from 1230 to 1245. But um, teaching that class really showed me just how, well, of a, a workout and, a, and especially a cardio aerobic workout, you can get in the house. So during these winter months when it's been 30 degrees and snowing, um, I've kind of taken that mold and used some of the things that I've done in class. You know, body weight cardio based exercises. When you just think of jumping jacks, squats, uh, mountain climbers, you can get into your planks. Just a, a variety of exercises. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of touching the surface, but it's just so much you can do in the house if you know you have the space for it. So that's that's one thing that I've kind of leaned on as it's as we're trying to get through the winter. But I've also recently kind of started to try to get into hiking. So even though it's it's cold out, I have gone on one or two um, hikes. And um, that's also another hobby that kind of you can get a good workout in if you're able to tolerate the weather. But once the weather <laughs> gets better, that is something else that I'm adding to my routine.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I really enjoy hiking and kind of an all weather unless it's like actively below freezing and super windy that it's it's one of those there's not really bad weather. It's just bad clothing. So as long as I'm all bundled up and I've got my like scarf good to go and all that right. um i love hiking especially around some of the areas because we're we're super close we're... to like some of the um some of the cooler trails like Sugarloaf is in in maryland or yep. potomac heritage is like, right along the um right along the potomac river one thing i've actually been doing with um one of our one or two of our friends in the area is kind of what we call urban hiking <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: where we'll legitimately just kind of put on our hiking shoes that are going to last a long time and give us some good comfort and good support. And we'll walk some of the the trails that just kind of go forever in this area, like the WNOD trail or the Mount Vernon trail, or even just kind of like walking around in DC sometimes when it's nicer. Yeah. Um,
0: Definitely so it's, get some good, good yeah. scenic views and, and yeah. a lot of steps. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. A lot of steps. And we did one that was like, 10 miles down the Mount Vernon trail started in island victory and walked down to Mount Vernon. So <laughs> it, was a lot. it was a lot. Well, we are going to welcome two of our regular fitness center members, uh, Kareem Marsham and Helene Lilly. Um, so they are two of our members that have been active with us over the years, some of our favorite people. And we just wanted to bring them on this podcast and uh, to uh, just chat with them and learn a little bit more about them. So welcome, Helene and Corrine. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, just kind of wanted to get to, again, like I said, wanted to get to know you guys a little bit more um, and have our listeners learn kind of how fitness has been incorporated into your lives, especially during this period of remote work. Um, So when did you guys join the fitness center first and why was it important for you to join?
2: Well, I joined the fitness center soon after I got to the FDIC, which was in July of 2012. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was one of the best benefits that was offered to me. Uh, I thought it was a great uh, way to stay in shape because I always love to do that. And I was welcomed so warmly by the staff uh, at the fitness center and provided with encouragement. So, So July
1: 2012. Uh, And Kareen, how about
3: you? Well, I'm about to tell my age, but just trust me, I'm only 39. (laughs) But I actually joined the fitness center when I came to the FDIC in January 1992. When I came to the FDIC, I was in my early 20s. And when we started to find out about the benefits and what was offered and to know there was a fitness center in the same building, I decided to join right away because of the accessibility, the convenience of being able to take classes as well as um, getting on the machines and for the affordability. So right away, as soon as I joined the FDIC and got through my initial um, first few weeks, I signed up January 1992.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, especially the fact that it's only it ends up to being like what, eight dollars a month. Absolutely. And that includes <laughs> PT sessions, that includes group exercise, <laughs> Absolutely. that includes like nutrition and exercise consulting. So I was gonna say it's pretty much the best deal you can get in the <laughs> DC area yes. or pretty much anywhere else. <laughs>
3: and even as inflation has gone up, the price hasn't. So I can't beat it with a
0: stick. We'll have you tell us about your preferred workout routine. You know, if you have a, a routine that you go to specifically uh, this can be you can go into equipment that you use, resources, uh, time of day. Just tell us about your typical workout regimen.
3: Pre-pandemic, I was at the fitness center at Virginia Square four to five days a week. It was a combination of personal training, it was elliptical, it was the uh treadmill. I had an accountability partner, so we were always down there. Uh, around 11 o'clock in the morning trying to hit it before the crowd since the pandemic um, it's of course it's been a struggle like a lot of people just adjusting you assume that two weeks out four weeks out that we're at some point we're going to get back into a place of workplace and as it stretched out by the summer I decided to hit the trails outside and once Caitlin reached out and mentioned that we could have our personal training sessions to continue, which was late March, I jumped at the chance. So now my routine (laughs) is personal training twice a week. I've taken more classes. What is the midday meltdown boot camp? Because it's too cold outside. So I try to do as much (laughs) as I can inside. But for the most part, I try to get in at least, I try to make sure I get in four to five during the winter months. And when it gets warmer, I hope to get back outside almost every day. Mm-hmm.
0: beautiful well, it's awesome to hear that you've been able to adjust even yes. when things went virtual yes, for sure thank you. Mm-hmm. and uh helene tell us about your routine what's going on
2: so i have so many things but you know i start every day with stretching so i'm a big advocate and I'm, it's you know it's a joke in within our group because i always if somebody says oh i have a headache oh you know i'm i'm a little tight i said have you stretched today that's mm. always my favorite thing mm-hmm. because that's good uh although i do a lot of yoga uh and i do personal training and ryan's my trainer grateful for that (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. we have a great time every week Uh, and uh, i participate in whatever other class evan's class has been great um sometimes being home i'm able to participate in more classes for two reasons one because our schedule is a little more flexible than when we were in the office and and two we have them recorded so if you miss it you can always go back and uh play the the recording of the class but you know i run i walk i i hula hoop i have all kinds of fun activities my younger daughter I, we do a lot of things and of course during the pandemic everything has been canceled the, the cherry blossom 10 miler was canceled the fibro bike tour was canceled the you know so all these things uh have contributed to not not having me participate in my usual so um uh, but we do go out, I get out almost every day, even in the winter, except when it's really snowy, but I try to get out and walk three to five miles. And, uh, you know, I just do whatever I can to stay in shape, but I try to have fun first.
1: So I think that's, the, that's one of the key factors that we try to encourage that like, I'm not a runner. So I don't particularly enjoy it, mm-hmm. but so I'm not going to like force myself to go run. I'm going to find a mode of exercise that I do enjoy mm-hmm. and then get the benefits mm-hmm. afterwards. <laughs> um, well, you both mentioned some of the different classes or incentive programs that we've done. What would you say is your favorite class um, or incentive program or challenge that you've participated in while we've been operating virtually? Well, can I say my favorite <laughs> is the when we did that 50-mile
2: walk. Yes!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everybody's so favorite.
2: <laughs> I mean, I enjoy all of them, but that was my favorite one. And uh, I got my daughter to, to participate with me. You know, Elizabeth and I walk most days together, and she was very encouraging. So uh, that was my favorite this year, <laughs> you know,
1: last year in 2020. Yeah. yeah. So for some of our listeners that may not know, so we did a program in october that was called
0: uh run for it run
1: yeah run for it yeah um we had kind of an alternate name of step it up for the 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 non-runners that were in their group but we had three different tiers of activity um and you were challenged to complete either 20 30 or 50 miles during the month of october and i think helene you definitely did the 50 miles And you did it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then you started in the 20 mile and I think you definitely finished the 30 mile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, and that was really fun because we used the Nike run the Nike run club app. Mm -hmm. So people were able to see kind of live progress of who had the most miles and kind of competing and have a a little bit of an extra challenge and competition there within um, the participants. So Mm -hmm. I think that was probably one of our most popular programs that we've offered um, pretty much ever.
3: (laughs) Yep. And Helene took it right out my mouth, the exact same thing, the Nike Run-Walk Challenge. It just, it was a motivator because especially Mm -hmm. since when you clocked in your miles, you can see the lead or who's in the lead. And I found myself like, okay, this dad needs to do a few more miles to get ahead of this person. Mm -hmm. I was just like (laughs) so competitive with myself. I was like, okay, yeah, I gotta yeah. walk. So there were some days I walked a little bit longer <laughs> that I would have normally walked because I did the walk challenge. So I absolutely love that. And I hope, hint, hint, that you guys bring it back again this year.
0: <laughs> Great job to both of you on that Thank challenge. You. So you both also you know, mentioned personal training. What are some ways that you've benefited from personal training over the years um, of you know working with someone closely? Can you talk, give us uh, some insight on that?
3: Sure, I'll go. Well, right now my current personal trainer is One of my besties, I'm pretty much almost calling her my bestie, my (laughs) confidant, Caitlin, who's been absolutely (laughs) amazing. Um, It's helped. It's a motivator. Sometimes you need to know that you have someone that's holding you accountable. So to have personal training, to know that I have a person that's making sure, not just like, okay, the clock starts, here's what we're doing. No, she genuinely is interested in my health and well-being. So she asks, you know, how are you feeling today? Um, What's hurting? What's not hurting? What would you like to work on? So it's a dialogue and a relationship. (laughs) So, over the years between um mm-hmm. even since the pandemic even before then, when we established a rapport is I have loved personal training sessions i'm really at the point that as I said, I started in ninety two and I still scratch my head and can't believe that more uh, FDIC employees don't take advantage of all that's being offered to them. <laughs> so I've, I mean, I've encouraged those around me, and hopefully I'm not jumping into another question, but the personal training has become an accountability, a motivator. Um, Caitlin's, um, um, her workout routine. Yes, some of them are much tougher than others. And I had given her that like, this blanket statement one time, and she really absolutely sticks to it. I said, Caitlin, even if I complain, just don't don't pay attention to my complaining. Just keep pushing me. And she really does that. So sometimes <laughs> when I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, and I'm sweating. And she, she really does ignore that part and keeps pushing me, but I appreciate it because I feel better. I breathe better. I work out better. I'm more flexible. So, Caitlin, I love you, and I appreciate you as my Aww. personal trainer.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate you, too.
3: <laughs> so,
2: so so I think the relationships between personal trainers and their trainee is, is so... Uh, is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can see that mm-hmm. I feel like we just have this whole mutual admiration society here with <laughs> among the four of us because that's how I feel about Ryan. <laughs> Ryan and I have a great time together. But I also love the fact that I can't, even when you look in the mirror, you can't always see yourself and see your position and see the the the, the little fine points of, of, of weight, especially strength training and abs. Oh my goodness. And I'm willing to try anything, which always makes it fun because I think Ryan can test things out on me that maybe he wouldn't try on others. I'm not so sure. but
0: (laughs) You're not wrong.
2: (laughs) But, you know, I just find it's it's so important because it's one-on-one. It's different than being in a class. Uh Being in a class is great, but being that one-on-one. But also I love the finer points and also I learned so much about anatomy and my favorite word is proprioception, right? Knowing where you are in space. <laughs> One of my favorite fitness terms. So I appreciate Ryan. I feel the same way Corinne does. We could just be having a love fest here. Uh, we love
0: you guys too. That's why we have you here. So. <laughs> Definitely mutual all around the board. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think you both pointed on something that's just really important is just the, the relationship that we have um, that there are definitely days that we're putting you guys through the ringers, but there are also those days where, you know, you need to kind of take a step back and you just kind of have a day where you just need to move something. It may not be like a really hard, difficult workout, but as long as you're just moving around, if you're feeling a little stiff, if you haven't slept well, if you're just having an off day that, um, we're able to kind of cater to that, um, and adjust based on your specific needs that day. And it's not just, uh, I'm going to make you sweat and work out. And it's, and it's miserable. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah it shouldn't yeah. always be a miserable thing. You should look exactly. forward to the personal training. <laughs> exactly. and yeah, exactly. Kareem, you touched on accountability. That's that's a huge Thank part you. of it, too. Sometimes you just need that extra motivator and push. Yes. You know you got this appointment yes. with, with Caitlin, so let me do all I can to not miss that and get right. this workout in. And it's a good accountability thing. So I really yes. like that you touched on that.
1: Speaking of motivation, how do you guys keep yourself motivated when you encounter like a possible roadblock or a setback, or you're just not really feeling it? Like, how do you, how do you keep yourself motivated and accountable there?
3: Me, tell myself it could be worse. So I had sustained a knee injury a few years back Mm -hmm. from a car accident. And I felt it was a huge setback because I had been going so well with my my eating and my exercise and everything. And it was just, a. I, I saw it as a setback, but at some point I had to pull myself up and give myself a pep talk and said, okay, you got to push through some of this pain and it won't last always. Even if I've fallen off the routine, like even since the pandemic, if some days I've fallen off, Sometimes you just don't feel like it, even, you know, even on your best days, you might have a worse day. And I have to tell myself, you know, you can do it. You know, you're alive, you're here to do it another day. Reflecting back on personal training and Caitlin asking, well, how is your knee doing? Or how are you doing today? So some days we take it a little lighter. We might do some stretching and some some low impact. And I still get a full breath of a good workout. So for me, I try to just push myself past that oh my God, it's the worst day yet. It's a good day because I'm still alive and I can still do it again. And I try not to beat myself up too much to know I have another chance, another day to do it again.
2: I try not to be motivated for more than a couple of minutes. You know, I just keep it, I just keep it moving. I mean, I, I don't know how not to, try not to let things get me down, you know, but also use, uh, I mean, I have to say that, that mindfulness and meditation and prayer help when you get into those attitudes but Mm -hmm. i always feel better after i work out so that's Mm -hmm. another motivator you say like oh i'm not really feeling up to it and sure enough that's some of the best workouts you've had when you're Mm -hmm. feeling like you're not ready for it it's not i'm having a bad day and you go and you start oh and it's so great
0: absolutely i try to tell so many people that you may not be up for it before the workout but you're going to feel amazing after you work out. It's, it's a great natural feeling of just being uplifted. So definitely can agree there. A piece of encouragement or advice would you to give someone looking to start a fitness routine or someone who kind of feels stuck in the rut right and, and they're just trying to, to move forward? Do you, do you have any, any advice to that person that may be listening?
2: So I, I say kind of what we said earlier to find something that you find enjoyable because mm-hmm. if you're not having a good time, you're just not going to do it. Uh-uh. You know, and I tell people you can buy all the equipment you want. You can get all the cute outfits you want. But if, if you don't use them, then they go to waste. So you have to find something that's right for you. The other thing is start out slow. Don't think that you could run a marathon if you haven't run before. Don't think that you could lift 50 pounds if you've never lifted weights before. You know, so in, in moderation, I guess, is a, yeah. one of my advice.
3: Yeah, I'm along the same. Um, For those who I have encouraged, I've always said, find something fun to do, even, okay, I know we say pandemic, because that's where we are. And even now, when a lot of people found themselves just stuck, especially I had a lot of friends that were membership, that were gym memberships, or they did outside biking and running, I said, look, the weather at some point is going to break. So before the weather got really cold, and it's about to break in the next few weeks. And I mean, even tomorrow, is going to be 61. And sometimes we just need that fresh air. Even at mm-hmm. the point that the pandemic, we got into the middle of last summer, I knew I needed to switch it up. And I didn't realize how much I had enjoyed walking until I started walking. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Helene. You take one step and the second step. And sometimes you might have to start off with just doing 10 minutes a day. So if it's just 10 minutes a day, or if it's just two sit-ups, you did two sit-ups today, And they say it takes, what, 30 days to create a habit or 21 days to create a habit. So sometimes we have to become very repetitive about certain things. So you have to allow yourself that moment to do something, find something, turn on music and dance. Like, I love music. So turn on music and dance and just move for even five minutes. If you're the kind of person that loves house cleaning, Caitlin and Ryan will tell you how much calories you could burn from that. Get the vacuum cleaner out. Mm Get to dusting, you know, get your kids involved, but find a way to move. I think that's one of the main things. If we sit still too long and a lot of us who are at home working, we're at our desk or at our dining room tables. And if we don't find a moment to get up, set it on your phone. How about that? If you have an Apple Watch or your phone, set an alarm. So it's at the top of every hour, you get up for 10 minutes. The wonderful thing about the Apple Watch is it reminds me to stand. It'll say time to stand up with 10 minutes. It'll let you hour. know. It'll let you know <laughs> time to stand up. So I think just encouraging people to move because it's easy to get in a rut. It's easy to just be sedentary and not want to do
1: anything. I, I would definitely kind of dovetail off that and just encouraging people to set those really easy, like beyond easy goals that way, whether yeah, it's just moving 10 minutes a day, whether it's just getting up and taking a walk around the house or a walk around the block or um, taking phone, like anytime you have a phone call, take it standing up and just pace in the kitchen or something like that. Or rather than setting these like super lofty goals of working, for, working out for five days a week, 30 minutes at a time, set something really small that you know you can attain because once you kind of put that proverbial check on the to-do list, that's it's going to give you a little bit of that motivation boost to take on something that's a little bit more challenging. And once that snowball effect takes place, then you're going to be able to do more and more and more and be even more impressed and more satisfied with the work that you've accomplished. So, right. um, well, we appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with us today and just learn a little bit more about you guys and what you've been doing while we've been working from home. And um, there's little bits of encouragement for our other listeners out there um, just a little ways that you can kind of um, improve your fitness or wellness journey. So, thank you so appreciate much for and thank, thank you. Are looking forward to our yes. Thank you both. Thank you <laughs> both for doing this.
3: This has been great. Great conversation. Yeah, this,
2: this is wonderful. Thanks so much, and appreciate everything you and the rest of the staff do for us. Yes,
0: yeah. absolutely.
2: Of
3: course.
1: All right. So to wrap up this episode, we wanted to touch on just a closing application or tip that we can offer you guys. Um. So we wanted to mention that March is nutrition month, um, and we wanted to highlight the importance of nutrition in your fitness and wellness journey, that even while I think a lot of people focus a lot on working out and staying active and exercising frequently and consistently, I think it's really important to focus on the fact that you can't necessarily outwork mm-hmm. a poor diet if your nutrition is not kind of tied up where it should be.
0: Absolutely. You, nutrition is more than half the battle in this regard. So um, just wanted to give you all just a closing bit, just some tips on how to, um, you know, stay up top on your nutrition. And one of the main takeaways, even our guest um, spoke on a, a little bit, is just, you know, starting slow and making small but attainable goals to reach, when you're thinking about changing your nutrition habits and getting into a good habit. Um, So for example, you know, drinking water is something that we all strive to do. It's so good for your body, but the amount of water that you should drink, it's kind of tough to just go ahead and start trying to drink, let's say 120 ounces right away. So maybe (laughs) take a small goal of, okay, let me start with 32 or 64 ounces in a day, or even, you know, Smaller than that, just kind of realistic, attainable goals. And then as time moves on, you can start building upon that. Um, Or even if it's not with water or with, um, you know, eating food, if you want to start maybe being aware of what you're eating, maybe a few days a week, you can, you know, track how many calories you've eaten. You know, start looking at nutrition labels on the foods that you're making or even if you eat out, just pay attention to the um, what you're consuming. And it doesn't have to be every day. Like we said, you want it to be realistic, but definitely maybe a few days a week. Try to track um, what you're consuming and it'll make a big difference.
1: I think that's one thing that I've encouraged a lot of people to do, maybe even kind of right off the bat, not really worrying about the quantity or like the caloric value initially, but even something as simple as just tracking when you're having like a treat or something that you're indulging in. So whether it's like an occasional bowl of ice cream or Mm -hmm. a piece of candy or a glass of wine, whatever it is, just kind of write down in your calendar, your planner, mark it on your um, outlook, just what you have. And kind of at the end of the week, you're able to look back and see how often those uh, quote unquote occasional treats really are. Um, And if it's something that you may only think that like looking back, you may only think that you're doing it once, twice, maybe three times a week. Um, And if you're able to see that, like, oh, maybe I'm doing that a little Mm -hmm. bit more frequently than I initially thought, then you're able to kind of moderate and um, go from there. Um, Suggestions you could do are is just kind of having adding a serving of vegetables or lean protein to a meal. Um, Kind of like what Ryan and um, and Helene and Crean were saying, is just starting slow. You're not aiming for perfection right away, um, you're Looking to just make some small changes, small improvements. So um, if someone like me <laughs> that has a sugar, a little tooth, um, maybe not looking at eliminating sugar, but something just like reducing your intake of it during the week. That um, add, to have a treat here and there, it's just um, moderation is key, that so you want to make sure that it's not when or that recurring, but it is like an occasional um, something to look forward to.
0: I agree completely. Everything in moderation. When we're going in nutrition yeah. and just taking those small mm-hmm. steps and, and and tracking everything, yeah, or, or and it'll all make a big difference.
1: Finally, we wanted to remind everyone that we do offer nutrition consultations. Um, staff has some nutrition certifications that will help you both, just generally, or if you're looking for more specific changes to help with performance. Or, like, when we're getting more towards the, the the warmer months, if that's something that you're looking towards, um, free to let us know if, you, if that's something that you're interested in. You can set up an appointment by emailing, uh, main inbox at vasqfitnesscenter at fdic.gov. And we'll be more than happy to get a, an appointment yep, on the calendar for absolutely.
0: you.
1: Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Nice job on episode number absolutely. one. This is <laughs>
0: very fun, very exciting. Uh, something we're going to keep it up. So, it's-
1: yeah. Special shout out. Thank you so much to Evan and Adam for paving the way with those first few episodes. And we're looking forward to coming back for um, at least the next two episodes with Ryan and I. Um, so we're looking forward to bringing in some more content. Yeah, be on the lookout
0: for some more content coming your way.
1: All right, everyone. Have yeah. a great day. And see you guys we'll next see time. See you next time.